Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. What, what was up with that? What, what was up with what? Say hi to the people, George. Say hi to the people, George. I'm trying more energy. Like, I'm trying to be more energy. You're, you're trying to bring it, huh? I'm trying to bring it. No, that's not me bringing it. It, it, it. it was not brought. You want me to start it over? No. I'll just, start it over. No, you're not going to start it. Hold on, it. let me do it again. No. All right, here no. we go. In three, two, one. Shut the hell up, Jason. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to a break from... Oh. No, I can't do that. No, don't do that. No. I think everybody just turned the podcast off. <laughs> Whatever. They they already downloaded. If you downloaded, we're good. But honestly, like of all the podcasts to turn off, this is probably not the one. This is this is the one. This is the one you actually want to listen to and, 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 and hear our guest, Dennis. Because going through the, the random 20 questions with him kind of hurt me today. Yeah, you uh, you opened mouth slash input, inputted In- inserted foot. foot. Yep. 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 Open mouth, insert foot. Yes, I did. Input. And I, I can't say right now what I did. But for $250, but I'm going to have a I have real a very, good time. I have a very low... Whoa, hey. Real hey, good. Hey, real now. good time. Hey, hello, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I do get to spray someone in the face. <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm looking at it. Right in the face. Local celebrity. Right in the (laughs) face. I am the local celebrity. Uh, We're lowering the bar. No, no, no. Lowering it way down. (laughs) Way down. So, anyway. uh, Way down. We we had uh, Dennis from uh, the French Life app. You may know him as Panhandles, or you may know him from Twitter as. Down in Dynasty FF or at underscore uh, at culture underscore coach. Uh, we had him on the show tonight. Real good dude. Real interesting guy. Uh, had a great conversation with him. Got into a little bit about how he started uh, doing the writing for the Dynasty League for the Finish Life app. Um, he announced an upcoming podcast that's going to be coming out that is related with the Finish Life app. So that was kind of cool. That was a little sneak that we weren't sure we were going to be getting. And we got the scoop on that. Really, really good interview. Um, when, like I said earlier, once we got into the 20 questions, I kind of set the bar really low and uh, opened my mouth and inserted foot. But in order to find out what that is, you actually have to listen to find out. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. It means a little bit of mo- more money to Toys for Tots. A little bit more money for Toys for Tots. And, uh, you know, we're, we are now over $4,000, right, George? That is, I believe so. Yes, absolutely. So, um, we are cruising to my goal of 5,000, which is what I had said all along that I thought we could hit. And I think we will. And uh, George George doubted it. George mm. wanted, George didn't believe, but I believed in you, the listener. And, and, and your willingness to give to charity for things that people signed. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, the people have come through. I, I didn't know if we were going to hit 5,000. Listen, I, I, th- I thought 5,000 was a very high bar thrilled to be where we're at right now uh super 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 excited that i am now believing we will hit the five thousand mark before it's all said and done and all that means is that it's gonna be more money that we're gonna be able to go out and buy toys with and help a shitload more of kids plus i can go i can go hey sal you know who was able to get five thousand break from the grind yes but you know what sal can say what hey jason yeah you know who raised Little under four thousand dollars or under five thousand dollars in one day. Oh, it wasn't one day. Oh no 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 no. He tried okay, for fine. weeks under a week. 
It was like a month. It was, it was not like, a it month. Was like two, it was like it two was, weeks. It was like it was like a week and a half, maybe no, a week I, and a day. I kept seeing Fallon go on there. Hey, we're almost. Let's get it to it, there and no. let's do it. You know what I can say? He raised forty two hundred dollars in one night. Uh, it wasn't one night. Yeah, it was. No, seriously. When they ended, when they when they ended their twenty four hours. Yeah. It was twenty. They had four thousand two hundred and change. And you know what I can say? What's that? We are now past that. <laughs> May take us a little longer to get there. I don't care. Hey, listen, I would do. I'd be willing to do a a, a, a podcast for twenty four hours, knowing I can raise forty two hundred dollars for kids. Now, the problem with that is, I don't think anybody wants to listen to me for twenty four hours. So I may, think we could. Oh. Maybe maybe they would get to the point where they would pay me to shut up. That's something we can. We can <laughs> listen, we're not. And listen, I, I we keep talking to like we're almost done here, but like we can do a pick'em league. Like we. Can, so it's it's. I mean, the end of August. Yeah. We're going till the beginning of December. Right. So we still got a couple months left. So we're not done taking your money from you. I'm saying we're getting to 6000 Uh We're going to six. Who that's... Listen, before it's all said and done, we have we can do a pick'em contest, $10 buy-in, right? Yep. Half the money goes to charity. Mm-hmm. The other... And, and we can take all that money up front. All that money is going to this year's Toys for Tots. Whoever wins, if they decide to donate it, that'll go to next year's Toys for Tots because it'll be over after we shop. So we can do a pick'em league. We can do stuff with basketball if anybody cares about basketball. We can do stuff about baseball World Series. Like there's, there we have opportunities to get to six grand. One of them you'll hear about shortly <laughs> on this episode. I knew you were gonna go there. Local celebrity, right in the face. Right in the face. Right in the face. So, if you're wondering what's going to happen, I'll give you a little sneak peek. It deals with my face and a pie. No, honey. <laughs> you wish you made the deal for the pie. <laughs> I might eat the pie, to be honest. <laughs> you wish you wish the so, pie was part of the deal. Anyway, we, we, we've spoken enough on this. If you want to know what Jason is, is over here like an evil fucking doctor just rubbing his hands together like, I can't wait. You have to listen to the interview that we're about to play in order to find out what's going on. And I won't even tell you where. It's somewhere in there, but George uh, George is going to take it right in the face. Yes. Right. Like They get it, Jason. They get it. It's in the face. They get it. In the face! In the face! No! Get, give, our, give our guests a, a, a listen. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. Yeah, at, he's he's trying to get to 2,000. Yeah, he, he just he just hit 1,000 followers on Twitter. And you know what? Follow me on Twitter. Like, I'm at, like, 50. Jason might hit 100 hit, at I one just, point. I, I will hit 100 before the end of the year. That's my uh, that's my goal. Maybe. Let's see. I'll help you get there. Um, I need no stinking help. <laughs> I will be witty. I, and I think I helped you get to 20, didn't I? No, it wasn't you. It was uh, Swag. Oh, okay. Yeah, Swag. Well, that's, yeah, he told you you needed a profile. Anyway, enough about me, enough about Jason. Uh, you guys are here for the guest. Uh, listen to, to Dennis, uh, Panhandles from the Fantasy Life app at culture underscore coach on Twitter. Uh, very interesting interview, very interesting guy. Uh, great guest, really enjoy talking to him. Give him a listen, and here's the interview. And our guest this evening is none other than Dennis. You may recognize him as at Culture Coach on Twitter. Um, he is also Panhandles on the Fantasy Life app. He's a writer for the Fantasy Life blog. Uh, he also has done some writing for DynastyNerds.com. Dennis, how are you doing this evening? I am doing fantastic, George. Thanks for asking. 
So, so as I told you earlier, there was a 70 to 80% chance I would screw that up. What would you say I screwed it up? How, how bad was it? It was, it was 97% perfect. Uh, listen, so, I, I, I'll take those odds because it's normally 97% screwed up. What was the 3% yeah. he screwed up? Let's, let's go over that. The, the Twitter handle, handle is culture underscore coach. Ah, those damn underscores. I don't know why I know. people put those in there. I, I don't even remember why I put it in there. It was so long ago. <laughs> so, and when, when I got on Twitter with football, I just didn't feel like making a new profile, and I just kept that. That's my dog. <laughs> I'm going to kick him out this room. Hold on a second. Jason, I'll edit all this stuff out. Come on. Come on. See, I left the, the good dog in the in the room with us, but Jason likes to pet the dog and get out, Kobo. And, and so the dog's over there wagging his tail and shaking and making noise and whatnot and <sighs> super frustrating. So, well, just I, being a dog. Yeah, well, I was... I was talking about Jason. Yes. Yeah, so for sure. I, I was. The funny thing is I was too. <laughs> yeah, I was over here wagging my tail and... Yeah. Somehow I was petting myself. Put your phone down, Jason. All right. <laughs> just, uh, listen, it is they're going to say Adam Thielen tours ACL. I'm telling you right now. Just put the phone down. <laughs> no, so it, it is a uh, national draft week, and you know I'm in a couple drafts going on right now. So I'm that's fine. I'm just they, checking. They, to they see. can they can wait 45 minutes. Give the, give our guest the attention he deserves. Listen, he understands. He's another <laughs> fantasy. He is a fantasy guy. He knows. He knows when drafts are going on. You have to take. You have to look. You have to peek. No, you don't. No, you don't. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dennis, um, other than being uh, the culture underscore coach at Twitter and being at Panhandles on the, the Fantasy Life app. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you stumbled upon the uh, Fantasy Life app and all that good stuff. Well, I started playing fantasy football back in the, I don't know, early 90s, I think it was, and uh, played for a couple of years and moved out to Chicago and just got away from the home league. It was uh, all pen and paper back then. And uh, the guy that commissioned our league was still here in Columbus. And I, I played for one year after I was out there. But I just kind of got into my career and got married and got away from it. And I'm a huge football fan. And so I always watch a lot of football, uh, college football, pro football. And I used to own a restaurant. And one of the guys in my restaurant uh, back in 2011 uh, started a league and asked me if I wanted to join. And I was like, well, I haven't played in a long time, but I'd like to. And uh, I'm still in that league. Uh, that's my quote unquote league of record right now. And so I, I started playing again and got into it. It was a, a redraft league. And we ended up uh, a couple of years ago switching over to a keeper league. I really enjoyed playing football and as somebody who enjoys fantasy football, you watch the shows and Matthew Barry was always around on TV and high profile guy. And a couple of years ago, my uh, wife was looking around for Christmas present ideas for me. And so I threw the fantasy life book at her and said, Hey, you know, this would be good for, you know, you to get me or one of the boys to get me or something. And so she did. And as I read it, uh, I kind of just ended up going and Googling and the app popped up. And so I joined the app, and uh, I forget who it was. I think I, I was might have been in the NBN chat to start off with, and somebody gave me hell about not having a an avatar. Uh, one of one of the one of the early leaders of that chat, who for some strange reason he just kind of disappeared, and nobody ever heard from him again after like a year. Uh, was that so, uh, AD? 
eight seven or ADH eight seven or something like that. Something like that, I think. Yeah. yeah. He was he I think he lived in Iowa, was a farmer or something like that, or worked for did something like that. Well, I went I thought, well, I'd like to rep something that was from Columbus, central Ohio. And so as I looked around, I discovered we used to have a professional football team back in the early nineteen hundreds called the Columbus Panhandles. And so that logo that I use as my avatar is the actual logo from the Columbus Panhandles. And they were around for about 25 years, the last five, which were uh, in the early NFL um, or precursor to the NFL. And uh, I, I just, you know, they were mediocre. I think they won like 51% of their games or something over the course of 25 years. So they weren't, they weren't really very good uh, even for back then. And so I kind of started playing. I was in, in my league, home league, and I wanted to get into Dynasty and could, could not convince uh, the other owners in that league to start playing Dynasty. So I tracked down. I saw people posting, looking for people to take over orphan teams. And so I took over an orphan in a 20-team Dynasty that was a year old uh, on the Fantasy Life app. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, I won the first year they turned over 11 teams after that first year and this past year which will be we're going into the fourth year we turned over zero owners so i was i kind of have enjoyed the growth of that league and i thought 20 teams was really the kind of challenge i was looking for and add dynasty on top of it and it, it was really really kind of exciting and i joined the dynasty questions chat on fantasy life app or dynasty league questions and i met some guys through there and they formed another dynasty league and it i had a i have a, a strict four league limit that i i don't go over um i have 12 teams right now i think <laughs> I, i've gotten i've learned with dynasty it isn't quite as intense at this time of year if i was doing say 12 redraft teams so it it works out i enjoy dynasty i have a very understanding life you know this is my hobby and what i enjoy to do with my spare time and she's really supportive of it and you know she gets to do the things that she wants to do and so here i am 12 leagues later and yeah no i i do agree with you dynasty is so much easier than than redraft leagues because you're in dynasties honestly you don't really have to pay that much attention to the waiver wires because if somebody goes down there's a with how deep the benches are most likely there's probably the backup is is already owned by somebody yeah, waivers are very, very, very thin to begin with. I do know in my 32 team dynasty that I'm in uh, from the Fantasy Life app, uh, we actually did have some guys that made to waivers that actually ended up being something. Uh, one of the guys picked Tyreek Hill up off waivers. That's crazy. Yeah, he his rookie year nobody drafted him. He was on waivers and he broke out one game and somebody picked him up as a flyer. <laughs> and, and needless to say, he's been happy ever since. I bet. I, I picked up Keelan Cole last year off waivers and had the opportunity to trade him for Peyton Barber this year and decided not to do it. And right now I'm kind of glad I, I held on to him. I don't know. Barber's looking pretty good. Yeah, but I don't think he's the long-term answer. I don't think the long-term running back is on that team, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. A, a lot of people, and Jason is one of these people, he, he likes Peyton, uh, not Peyton Barber, but... uh. Ronald Jones, but I just, I'm not seeing it long-term. I see a lot of, of Amir Abdullah. Um, I, I've seen a thing today on Twitter. It was, one of the pitchers was Paul Perkins, and the other one was Ronald Jones. And the only difference between the two, Paul Perkins could catch the ball. 
Right. Their, their, their athletic stats and their analytics and all that comped out to be almost identical. Yeah, I guess Dalvin Cook on that because I know he didn't measure very athletically. Yeah, no, it, it was it was Ronald Jones and, and Paul Perkins, and it was Cause, just cause, sad. Because we know that uh, analytics based on the combine always equal NFL it's success. Not just the combine, Jason. Equals NFL success. No, but there's a lot of stuff you can look at from the analytics side and say, okay, he doesn't comp out very well at all. Uh, yeah, the thing you shared was, what, 40-yard dash? Yep. Speed score? Yep. It's all combine there, there, stuff. Yeah, there's also other – so that one snapshot, yes, but if you actually dig into the the more of the analytics side of it, it's more than just that. He comps out a lot to Paul Perkins, except Paul Perkins can actually catch the ball. And so can Ronald Jones. <laughs> Is that why he had seven catches in college? Right. And – and he's, he's got one-seventh of that already in the preseason for a 30-something-yard pass. Yeah, yeah, no skill whatsoever. Yeah, listen, and, and Amir Abdullah had one great run, and he was fantastic in preseason going up against backups. I mean, listen, if I was playing against guys who probably weren't making the NFL, I, I might be able to catch one ball too. Yeah, I'm not on Ronald Jones at all. I just don't think he's good at football. I think he's fast. No, he, that's it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he, he's fast, but he that's it. And I'm but sorry. if he gets hit by a honeybee while he's running, he's going to get knocked over. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't have good balance. He has terrible vision. But anyway, we're, we're not going to beat the Ronald Ronald Jones thing to, to death here. It's just it's yeah. It, it was just back to the like I said earlier about with the waivers and whatnot. I don't know. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you said you owned a, a a restaurant. You still own the restaurant? I do not. We closed it in 2013. Uh, I'm Polish by marriage, and so my in-laws had a Polish restaurant up in Cleveland, and my wife and I had an opportunity to open up one here in Columbus, and we were open for a couple years. We had a pretty good little run, but it just ended up not being the right time. It was a challenging time for the economy, and uh, we were in a dry precinct, and so had some hoops we had to jump through to try to get a liquor license and in the end it just ended up it, it was really i would have regretted not taking the shot but it it just didn't work out i was gonna ask what kind of restaurant it was but like it was polish food right yep yeah yeah pierogi grumpy oh, kielbasa oh you're, you're 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 speaking straight to my stomach so my yeah. wife is half polish half bohemian and okay um Whenever we go over to my mother-in-law's house, we always have her make up uh, Polish dinner. And one of the things she makes that is absolutely amazing is the homemade pierogies. Uh, she makes kolachkis. And I tell her whenever she makes kolachkis, she only does it around Christmas time. So after about four or five months of not having any, I'll, I'll ask her, hey, what are those things you used to make around Christmas time? The, the kolachkis or the kolachkis? Yeah. She's like, kolachkis? And I go, that's it. You should be making those. So, right. Yeah. No. I, tr- very, very Polish family uh, that I married into, and it's some of the best food ever. Yeah, we were voted uh, best cabbage roll in Columbus when we were open. Our pierogi won the Ohio pierogi cook-off. So you know, it, it was fun while it lasted. But what kind of what's your what was your best pierogi? Uh, w- the best pierogi, my wife is a big fan of the mushroom and Swiss. You know, I tend to stick to the traditional potato Colby. Yeah, see, that's yeah. that's what my mother-in-law makes. She does the the potato and Colby, and she'll also do a it's a cheese pierogi. But I, I don't know if she uses cottage cheese or 
Well, my father-in-law. Cheese is ricotta. Yeah. It's ricotta cheese. Well, my father-in-law used to make those, and he made his own cheese for for them. Uh, made the sweet cheese pierogi. You know, drizzle them with a little bit of raspberry syrup and sprinkle of powdered sugar. So, is so. it is it sacrilegious that my kids like to use um, syrup for their pierogies? Uh, chef, don't judge. <laughs> In other words, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, like, we'll we'll eat it with sour cream. Uh, right. little, little salt, little pepper, little sour cream. My kids love the, and I, I'm assuming it's because of the, the sugar and the syrup. Um, yeah. Because sugar is nothing more than legalized crack. But, uh, that's right. I'm assuming it's because of the sweetness of the syrup is why they, they, they choose the, the syrup on their pierogies. But yeah, that's what they like. Uh, Jason, you ever had a good pierogi? Uh, no. Oh. No, I haven't. Like, uh, and I know, don't mean the kind you can buy at the store that comes that's, in a box. That's pretty much the only pierogies I've ever had. So I'll, I'll have to change that. Yeah, uh, I, I will definitely have to. I'll I'll have her next time we get her to make some pierogies because it's a process to make them, but so she don't make them often. Next time she does, I'll bring you some into work. They're they're amazing. Well, forget that. Let's have a game night, and then uh, your wife can bring them. We could do that. I owe you a game night. You do. I, I called out the, on Saturday because my wife was not feeling good. Yeah. That's okay. So I thought you called out because we were having pizza and you didn't want any. No, I, I didn't want any pizza. I wanted the wings. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got, Jason? So I was wondering how you got involved with the Fantasy Life app. I, I know you um, you were just kind of searching for apps, right? And you found it. But uh, how did you start writing for them? I, I did not. Um, I started as I frequented the app and kind of got to know people and join leagues with people on there and i saw people like you guys starting break from the grind and the fantasy football breakdown and uh the falafel house and i saw people just kind of starting to produce content i would think to myself oh, i wouldn't mind getting into that you know that sounds fun and uh one day i just decided to after reading an article on the fantasy life blog i just reached out and said hey what do you need to do to become a writer Matt Fox said, write something. And so I wrote something. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so I, I wrote something and I sent it and he's like, well, what would you like to do? And I said, well, I think I'd like to do a, a regular column. He's like, okay, when would you like to do? What would you like to write about? I said, I think I'd like to write about dynasty football. I said, I'm really passionate. I, I love dynasty. You know, I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I, I wouldn't mind just writing a weekly column on Dynasty football. He asked me, when would I like to release it? And I said, how does Tuesday sound? Sounds great. I said, I'll give it, get it to you by Friday. That way you have a few days to edit. And uh, so today, my column was submitted around 1130. Not for next week, for today. I, I'm terrible with that Friday deadline. <laughs> but I... I haven't missed a week, and since I think my first column came out the second week of January or right around the beginning of February or something, uh, when I was on vacation, it was a couple days late for a couple weeks, but I've put a column out every week now for, I don't know, 34, 35 weeks. And for me, I chose to do a weekly column because I looked at it and said, well, if this is something I really want to do, I want to develop the process of having the discipline to do it on a schedule. And so I chose to do a weekly column. I know if I don't have something like that hanging there, I can get a little bit lax, can move the deadlines back for myself. And so by choosing to do a weekly column, it put me in a position to start to 
established, this is what I do, this is how I do it. Now my wife knows on the weekend, she'll ask me, you know, when are you planning to write? What's your time? You know, can we go do this? Because I know you need to work on your column or something like that. And so it's become sort of a, a thing where I said, I, I, I don't want to necessarily, I mean, quit my job and go be a fantasy guy. If it happened, that would be great. But, but I've got a pretty good job that pays me pretty well, and I really like doing it. So fantasy would have to ramp up and pay me well in a really, really short period of time. And I don't see that happening. I'm I'm 53 years old, so it's not like I, I'm going to spend 15 years establishing a career to you know make that my career. But I did want to go and establish a presence and put out a product. And I... I've turned down a couple opportunities in part because I want to put in a full year of work with the fantasy life app blog and have that. I want to put 52 columns out and say, this is what I've done. This is, this is the dedication I have to doing something. You know, I write, I'm a contributor for dynasty nerds, but it isn't, it's a, whenever I have something I want to contribute there. Uh, I think at some point I'll probably get on more of a regular schedule with them. But for right now, the Fantasy Life app is the first priority when it comes to producing content. And then the writers in that league, we actually just started a podcast. The plan is to run five days a week with the podcast. There's 10 or 12 of us that are working on it, so it doesn't necessarily fall on one person to do every single thing every single day and so we're kind of working out a schedule with that what's going to be covered on what days who's covering what like wednesday is essentially dynasty day and so on tuesday nights matt bruni and i will be recording stuff associated with the down and dynasty column and we'll be talking about the dynasty impact of what's going on in any particular week um you know we'll have the waiver wire uh shows and uh uh, injuries and previews and recaps and stuff that you have to do if you're going to cover um, live sports. But for me, it came down to putting in, in place a process to put out a column every week. And then at the end of a year, look back and go, I did that and I'm proud. Now, where does it go from here? That That's fantastic. Um, you know, is uh, Mike... Does he write for the Finish Life blog uh, at MPW270? I think so. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he's in the round table, but I think he, he – I don't know if he does baseball. I'm not familiar with the baseball guys. Okay. Other than Kerry. Yeah, because I, I know he used to write for, for the blog. I, I didn't know if he still did or not. Um, I was, I'm going way back to – Earlier, uh, when you were telling me that, telling us that you had your, uh, you told your wife you wanted her to buy you the Matthew Berry's uh, Fantasy Life book. Um, yeah. I was just going to throw a little nugget at you. He actually has a section in that book. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we did some work with, with Mike when um, we first started the first year we were doing our Toys for Tots stuff. And he, okay. he, he told us that he actually sent a letter to Matthew Berry um, and I think it was like one of the worst beats or something like that. And Matthew Berry actually took that excerpt and put it in his book uh, that he released. I just thought that was kind of cool. I didn't know if you were aware of that. And I didn't know if he was in the, the, the blog. 
Yeah, I don't know if I, I I don't think he's not on the football side, so maybe he doesn't write for us anymore. Yeah, he he might not. I know he writes for uh, some some guys <laughs> called the FF Ballers. I don't I don't know. Those guys used to be. Oh. yeah, they're 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 not they, very popular. I hear they're up and coming. There's potential. Yeah. They they were on the upswing, and then I I guess one of the guys finally got verified, and it's been downhill ever since. I don't know. Right. <laughs> So, but no, that that's really cool. So, if something came along that somebody would actually pay you to to do some writing for them, would you take that offer? Even though, or or are you like dead set on doing your your one year with the Fantasy Life blog? And I'm not offering you a paid position or anything like that. I'm just curious if somebody came along and offered you, hey, you know, we've seen some of your stuff. You know, we really like it. We'd like to, you know, bring you on as a paid contributor. We uh, have we have paid contrib. We have paid positions. I'm taking a salary for this. Really? We'll talk later. Damn it! I uh, it, it would depend because what I've seen is a lot of the contributor things pay you know five or ten dollars an article, and so at that rate, I'm I'm not I probably wouldn't take anything during this first year that's going to cause me to. Drop doing the column. Yeah, no, and I so don't blame I, you because that's that's. If, listen, you're doing the blog for free, but if they're going to pay you five or ten bucks per article, you might as well be doing it for free, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I look at it like Dynasty Nerds read Rich Dodson of Dynasty Nerds read some of my stuff from the blog, and he reached out to me to write for them. Now they pay a little bit, and. I look at it right now as saying, well, my goal with that is to write enough columns for Dynasty Nerds this year to cover any additional leagues that I want to join. Or if I want to do some best ball things or some contests, things like that. It's not necessarily to try to get rich off of writing for Dynasty Nerds or somebody else. So, you know, I think in the long run, my goal is to get to a point where I can be paid as a freelance writer for it. and. It may work out. It may not. I'm always, I think, going to be doing something. And so having the Fantasy Life app as sort of that anchor right now is what works for me. And I enjoy the relationships I'm building through the app and going out and trying to meet some of the people. And I happen to be, you know, in the geographical area, I usually will try to reach out and, and meet some people. But I enjoy the interactions that I have with the other writers and the give and take. You know, Matt Brunig and I have gone back and forth all off season. Uh, it's kind of become a running joke between us about uh, his his love for Ronald Jones and my dislike for Ronald Jones. Now he has since backed off on his stance, but I haven't. Um, but there's different players like that and different people you sort of develop a, a nice rapport with, and I think that's the part I enjoy the most about it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to jump back on Ronald Jones. <laughs> I got a bunch of stats that kind of show that he's been given a, a, a shit into the stick during the preseason, but we can move past it. George, that's, that's can we move, can we move past it or should we? I didn't bring up Ronald Jones. I said he, earlier. He we did. Move. He, he, he that, brought it back up. That's okay. Let it go, Jason. Let it go. All right. All right. So, uh, I think we'll move. Into the uh, the twenty set uh, twenty the twenty sections the twenty questions portion of the show, 
Um, as you know, these are just the total random questions that I come up with. Jason's got no idea what they are. Um, we'll go ahead and kick it off. Question number one. What is the next big project you're looking forward to get done at your house? Well, we just had a new couch and chair delivered for the family room. And so I don't know that I'd necessarily call it a big project, but I've given in and I'm going to mount the TVs above the fireplaces in the family room and the living room. So I've been against that because it just seems high for the eyesight, but I'm going to go ahead and do that to make that work. How about you, Jason? You got a big project at the house your, your wife's going to make you do next? Uh, It's not a huge problem. I mean, we're getting rid of a lot of stuff so that we can make room for a new dog. Uh, we we adopted a greyhound. How big a dog are you getting? Well, we adopted a greyhound. <laughs> so, um, so it's a very small, skinny dog. <laughs> well, no, they're not. So he's sixty eight pounds. That's not that's not small. He's counter height, so yeah, he's he's a tall dog. Uh, so you know they come with you end up with a, a little kennel, not a little kennel, like a kennel for them because that's how they that's where they go when they're scared or whatever they feel safe they go in the it's kennel safe spot my dogs do the same thing with their cage so uh we've got that and then you know we're gonna have a couple large dog beds because they're even though they're bigger dogs they're skinny so uh you need something soft for them to lay on because they're like skin and bones like their their body fat percentage is super low uh so we've just got like stuff that you know we have a treadmill in the living room that we're gonna get rid of because we have i have a gym membership and we're going to be walking the dog, so we don't need the treadmill much anymore. And uh, so we've just got like a lot of stuff piled up to get rid of, donate, sell, whatever that we're working on doing so we can we can make room for the dog. Yeah. My, my big project is this house. I'm, I'm getting ready to sell it. So I got to start and moving into my mother-in-law's. So I, I got a bunch. And I mean, just my wife likes to hoard crap. Um, I've got... Bunk- is that what that smell is? Yes. Um, I've got bunk beds that were her dad's when he was a kid in the closet behind Jason. They're broken down. Uh, the bunk beds are actually broke. You can't use them for anything. And I want to get rid of them, but because they have sentimental value, she doesn't want to get rid of them. And it just seems like everything she has has some kind of sentimental value. That she doesn't want to get rid of it. So it, we're, when we move, we're moving into my mother-in-law's house. We're going to go buy her house. And she's going to stay there. So it's, I mean, it's completely uh, got, a, it's completely got all the furniture, everything you need for the kitchen, the living rooms, the bathrooms, everything is there. So we're getting rid of a ton of stuff. And that actually has me excited because if it was up to me, I'd throw a lot of this crap away. Yeah. There used to be a show on where this Australian guy used to help people clear the clutter out and they would sell things he used to always say look the item is not the memory yeah. getting rid of the item doesn't get rid of the memory yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try that line on her that's a good line <laughs> and good luck with that fail yeah i'm gonna fail miserably but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna try uh question number two have you ever been fired if so what for oh. i i have been fired actually i was fired by ohio state um for uh tattoos no just kidding um (laughs) now i was fired we we were doing a reorganization and uh, a couple of the people that we were reorganizing our office to comply with sarbanes oxley and uh about nine months after the reorganization 
the uh, the move had been signed off by the senior director of our department and the senior director of HR. Um, and about nine months after the fact, the two of them were both gone. One had left and one had retired. And the larger HR was looking at it and they're like, well, who approved this? And I'm like, well, these people. And they're like, well, you know, it's it, basically in the reorganization, the new person in charge of our department didn't really like how my job was structured is how it felt to me. So they used that reassignment of those people as the reason to uh, terminate me. And so as I sat there in the meeting with the director and the human resources person, and they said, well, we're, we're you know, based on these uh, uh, underperformance in your position, we, we're going to move to terminate. And I said, well, can you explain what it was that, that I underperformed on? And they kind of stumbled. I said, because I can tell you there was one report I didn't turn in because my direct boss didn't deem it important. But when human resources deemed it important, I was never late with it again. And he looked up at me and said, well, Ohio is a work at will state and we're going to exercise our right as a work at will state to terminate your employment. Yeah, and that was the end of the conversation. Florida is the same way. It's a right to work state. Uh don't necessarily agree with it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I've never been fired. Uh, Jason, you've been you've been let go, right? I've been laid off. Well, laid off. so I got laid off from the Space, space Shuttle Center. program when the Space Shuttle went away. And then I was laid off from uh, another aerospace contract when they went through the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, sequestration, where okay. 10% of all government contracts basically got cut. Uh, we were deemed non-essential. So, I was seeing a thing on uh, Twitter earlier. Somebody was saying that they got fired via text message. Now, I can't imagine, like, if you work for a professional company, they would fire you via text message. But that this was kind of a follow-up to that. Do you think it's okay to fire someone via text message or over the phone? I don't necessarily think that it's appropriate. I'd like to think that there's a way to do it, but I've been in situations before where the person is, you know, they're 50, 60, 80 miles away and, you know, they come in for short periods to work or something. And if I'm, you know, do I, I don't know that I want to have somebody drive 60 miles to come in for me to tell them they're fired and send them home. No, that, that makes sense. And, I think there's given situations where it's okay. Like, so I used to work for Domino's doing deliveries after, uh, after I got done at work at the factory. And we've fired somebody from there via text message. And I'm, and it's because the guy just refused to show up for work. He wasn't, he, he called in the night before, said he wasn't coming in last minute. He called in again tonight, said he wasn't coming in last minute. And the manager got fed up with it. And so he just sent him a text, said, well, just don't bother coming back. I'm going to fire you. And and, and I, I guess if you can't get the person to come into work, I guess it would be okay. But I think if you work for like a professional company, I, I think that would be, you know, a standard that you shouldn't fall practice to. Yeah, I think I think yeah. the, the other thing that I'm not a huge fan of, and somebody posted this online, I'm, I kind of tend to agree. I mean, I know there's extenuating circumstances, but yeah. um, the fact that we're 100% cool making it a professional 
courtesy and one of the things you almost have to do when you leave a job is to give two weeks. But like as states were, and as, as a country, we're totally cool with a company just firing you basically with no, with no warning at all. You know what I mean? Like, so we have to give two weeks before you move to another job. It's a curse. Well, okay, but if you don't, (laughs) it's considered a slight no go on your record as something that's a knock going forward when these companies are able to just let you go on a whim tomorrow. No notice, no worries, no issues. And then it's it's not looked at as a society. We don't look down on that as a society like we would if we don't give two weeks notice. Well, I, I think I think it's all situational. I mean, if if I'm catching somebody who is, you know, skimming money out of the till, I'm not giving them two weeks to, to say, hey, I'm firing you in two weeks because you've been stealing money from Right, me. but you and I both know people that have been fired without, let's say, maybe with performance issues but not illegal activities. Yeah. That we, we could say... It probably would have been best to give them some kind of notice instead of right on the spot. They'll never be back. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just thought that's a weird kind of. I, I think it's I think it's situational. Well, and it's it's who has the power in the situation, right? So it you know the the um, the job provider has a hundred percent of the power in the situation, well, so that's it, why they get away with what they get away with. Well, it's a contract between the employee and the employer, and the employer has the option to terminate the contract at any time. Right. Yeah, I think in the situation with the delivery driver, he had the power in the situation, and the text message was just the manager's way of taking that power back. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, next one, and I don't uh, – I'll preface this with saying I don't want to get very political. But with that said, Tiger Woods recently took some heat because he said you have to respect the office of the president. Do you agree? I think you respect the office of the president. I, I – think I respect the office of the president of my company, whether or not I think he's doing a, a bad job. If you think somebody's not doing a good job, then you work to either change your situation by getting another job or going out and campaigning and getting people out to vote for people that you think are going to do a good job. So, you know, there's, I, I think part of what's happened in, in my opinion, Part of the lack of respect in the job has led to the lack of respect for the job, and it's built up over years as people have taken pot shots at various presidents, and it's sort of, as we've gotten to a, a very media-centric society, things think nothing is really hidden anymore, and so a lot of these things that always went on before are just now going on on a camera phone or on TV or in the public eye where people can see it. And so people's bad behavior is more prominent as opposed to being hidden. So I think you should respect the office of the president. I don't know that you, I don't think you you need to respect any particular person if you don't think they're, they're worthy of your respect. But just because you don't respect somebody doesn't mean you should behave disrespectfully. Yeah. See, I, I think they're they're not mutually exclusive. I think you can absolutely respect the, the, the office of the president. But at that same time, you don't have to respect the president. And, and I'm not going to, like I said, I don't want to, you know, deep dive into, poli- into any type of politics here. Um, and I'll let Jason get his say in a minute. 
But I, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I think Tiger Woods, it was a question he didn't want to answer. He was getting pressed on it. And I think the answer he gave was a sufficient answer. I think he gave a political answer. He gave, because he didn't want to, I, I don't he, think he, 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 he didn't, didn't want to, he didn't want to come out and say, I support the president, but he didn't want to say, I don't support the president. Yeah, he, he so didn't he answer took a the, very safe answer right. saying, I respect the office of the president. Yeah, I don't think he answered the question asked. And at the same time, I, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. you know, I don't mind when sports figures give their political views. I think, you know, Listen, they're given a soapbox, and if that's what they want to use it for, okay. You know, just like anybody else. You know, I don't see why the political pundits on TV or on the radio have a think that they have a better or um, or more important voice than anybody else that has a soapbox. So I, I don't mind when they do, but if they don't feel like it, or if they want to give an up the middle, um, if they want to give an up the middle answer so that they don't have to spend the rest of their life defending that position, like I'm totally fine with it. What I will say, based on the question, um, I think the people in office need to respect their office for us to respect them in that office. So, um, if you are a president who bucks the norms of the office, and in doing so, reduces the respect of the office, don't be surprised when people don't respect the office. So, you know, uh, uh, and, and but you can still respect the office of the president without having respect for the person that is the president. So when they're not mutually exclusive, what I'm I agree with you, but when the person in that position doesn't respect that position in uh, see, the would, in the way di- he, I would disagree that he doesn't respect the the position he's in. I, I'm not. I'm. However you want to take that, but because we're not going to get deep dive into it, but when when he does things, let's take a specific, like be a petulant child and raise the flag from half staff when a war hero dies, that reduces the respect for the office of the presidency. No, it reduces the respect you have towards the president. It doesn't reduce the respect that you should have for the office. He reduces, again... He reduces the respect that he has for the office by being a petulant child, which and reduces the the uh, anyway. We're we're actually getting political. We'll move on. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> so our guest doesn't have to jump in. <laughs> we yeah, Dennis. We may call on you to separate us at times. <laughs> right on. Uh, question number four: If you could live in any city in any country in the world. Which city would it be? You know, I had a fantastic time about a year and a half ago in Poros, Greece with my wife. It was a nice island, a nice slow pace. And, uh, you know, while we spent some time in Rome and some time in Athens and, you know, I think I think right now Poros is at the top of my list. It's just kind of there on the ocean and. It's a small island, and right now, that's sort of, uh, I think that's where I would go. Jason? Um, I've never been one to travel. Like, So if I could live anywhere and... Yeah, you can move to any city in any country in the world. Um, Man, I probably would just stay where I'm at, honestly. So for me, it's not about places or what's what's around there. It's family, and right now, like the bulk of my family is here. 
Um, if that were to change, I'd change my mind. Like, Raleigh, Durham's beautiful. Like, Raleigh, Durham area in North Carolina, I'd be happy to move there. Uh, but I have family there too, so that, that that's inf- probably why that influence. Yeah, that's that's a huge influence. I don't. I mean, I've been a lot of places. I like to visit, but you know, I've been here my whole life, and I'd be happy to die here. So I'm just gonna say where we're at. It, it's funny, like when I asked this question, the uh, the first thing that came to my mind was like some place that's that's along the Mediterranean. So it, it's something. It's always something that's got warm weather, a nice climate. You know, real close to the beaches. It, 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 and that's exactly what Dennis had and Jason in a, in a roundabout way you did too. We all picked warm areas that's got close to beaches and, 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 and some, some scenery, a little bit of scenery, but not too much. That's, I don't know anybody who says, you know, if I could live anywhere, I, I think I would want to move to Michigan. We talked to, so- it's too cold. Nobody wants to live where it's cold. Nobody wants to go up and I want to live in Maine. I do, I do. So I've never been there, so I can't tell how how much I'd love it or not. But I've wanted to go to Alaska for a long time, so I, Alaska would be cool. I just don't know that I'd live there. You you wouldn't like Alaska because the sun is up all the time. It uh, hardly like for six months out the year, it doesn't get dark. That's okay. Yeah, good luck sleeping. That screwed my sleep cycle up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I grew up in Michigan, and so I I I'd moved to Michigan in a heartbeat. I grew up out in the country in central. Michigan it's so I'm it's just too cold for me so I grew up in Massachusetts and I lived in Massachusetts in New York and it's just too cold I I I am not a cold weather person I I I don't care necessarily for the heat here in Florida but I don't want to deal with the cold I'd rather deal with the heat than the cold any day um we'll move on question number five do you always use the same pizza joint well we use the same Two or three pizza joints. It depends on what kind of pizza we're getting. You know, if we're getting really thin crust, we're going to go to Luigi's. If we're getting just a regular crust pizza, then we're going to grab something from Flyers. Uh, Or if we're going to go deep dish, the kids love uh, Jet's Pizza for deep dish since they closed all the Unos around me. So what I heard was not one of those is a major chain, which I absolutely love. Well, Jets is a kind of a chain, right? Yeah, Jets is. Flyers is a regional chain. There's probably forty or fifty of them somewhere, around, maybe thirty. Yeah, but in the it, it wasn't Midwest national here. chain. It wasn't like well, Papa John's no. or Domino's. Well, so, or... I think Jets no. is national. They're just not big here. Okay. So no, like, I've never heard of them. There's one in Orlando, I think. So Jets is like I've seen Jets around, but um, but they're not as big as what you're talking about as far as like the big like yeah. Domino's, Pizza, Papa John's, whatever. So if we're in the mood, we've talked about this. If we're in the mood for shit pizza, what I call shit pizza, we'll get a stuff stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut, um, and that's if we're just like if we're down and dirty, cheap, nasty. Like, all right, I guess we'll have to have pizza tonight. Uh, but most of the time, we get it from Ryan's. Yeah, and Ryan's is one of our local uh, pizza places. That's fantastic. Shout out to Ryan's, who yep. isn't a sponsor, but they could, could be. be. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely could be. Five bucks. We'll, we'll bump Envision off. and <laughs> <laughs> So that was the, the pizza joint question. So you know what the next question is. And it's one of the questions we ask every single guest that comes on. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You know, I have given it virtually no thought whatsoever. I think I saw it when it first came out. I'm not a huge 
movie guy. I remember like five movie lines in my whole life, I think. Um, I, I'm going to defer to people who care. <laughs> <laughs> so just me and George then. Yeah, because I think we're the only ones who really care. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, next question, number seven. How do you show your deep emotions? Like, do you get emotional? And if so, like, you know, how, how if something truly upsets you or makes you emotional, how do you show that? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. No emotion. That, that was a trick question, by the way. <laughs> Me too. No emotion dead inside. Yep. I'm heartless. Um, question number eight. How much money would be the most money you'd be willing to put down on a team to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I haven't asked my wife. <laughs> so if you could put down any amount that just any amount you, you, you could. You know, I'm not huge into gambling. You know, we've got casinos here now and I go occasionally and I go occasionally to the horse races. I don't know. I might put it if I had a couple hundred extra dollars. And I just happened to be in some place where I could place a bet. But, I mean, I went to a conference in Las Vegas and never placed a single bet staying in a, in a casino. And you know, I'm not a big gambler. I, I just, for whatever reason, it's just never been something that's attracted so, my attention. So what I like to do with the casinos is I'll walk in and I'll have a set amount of money. Whether it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks, it's never more than 100 um, and I'll go in and I'm more than happy to, to, to gamble with that money and I'll play the slots and I might play some cards or whatnot. But if I win, what I'll do is I'll take the money I win and I'll put that in my pocket until I get to the $50 I started with. And then once I have the $50 I started with back in my pocket or the $100 or whatever, I don't mind losing everything else. Because at the end of the night, I know at least I walk out with, with what I had to start. And if I don't win and I just, you know, lose all 50 bucks or 100 bucks, it's whatever. I, I knew going in I wasn't going to walk out with this money potentially. And so I don't mind right. lose, I don't mind losing it all. But, like, I won't go in and, and gamble a whole bunch of money. That's just not something I would ever do. Yeah, see, yeah and that's the, the same strategy that we take when we go. See, I have a little bit. So, I have a little bit different. Like, so I'll go, I'll go in. So I like blackjack. I'll play blackjack whenever I go. So I'll start the night with let's say a hundred bucks. If I get to two hundred, the original hundred goes back in my pocket, and then the next time I get to two hundred, the next hundred goes back in my pocket, and I'm at hundred dollar increments. I'm perfectly fine losing all of that money, and once that's gone, it's gone. So you know I paid for an entire cruise that way, uh, cruise and bar tab and everything, playing just playing blackjack. And it was 50 bucks because we weren't making, I wasn't as nearly as a lucrative job as I am now, right? Like lucrative, I'd make all this money, right? <laughs> but, uh, so I'd go it's to all the, the podcast money. That's all the podcast. Yeah. That's where all of our funds go, George. I gamble it away. So I'd walk to the, I walked to the table with $50. I made 50 bucks. The first $50 goes in the pocket. The second 50 bucks goes in the pocket. The third 50 bucks goes into a pocket. When I got up to $500 in the pocket, all that money went to the safe, and then I got to go back and gamble with my original fifty bucks. But that's that way, I could continue to win a little bit of money, and and like, so what what would eat me inside is to get up enough money where I could pay for my entire cruise and lose it all. Oh, I'm not gonna sit there and, and get. So listen, if I get up to a certain point, like 
let's say I walk in with, you know, 50 bucks and at some point during the night, I'm up to like 300, 400 or 500 bucks. I'm walking out. I'm not sitting there to stay to, to, to lose everything I've got. I'll, I'll turn around and walk out. Now, odds are most likely I'm probably not ever going to get up that much because A, I don't really gamble a whole lot. But if I do gamble and I get up to a certain point, believe you me, there's a cutoff point where I'm just walking out. Uh, I'm not going to sit around and, and, and wait till I lose everything. Next question is number nine. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you that you'd be willing to share? You know, most of the embarrassing things that have happened to me happened back in my drinking career. And so you'd probably have to ask somebody else. <laughs> Don't remember them, huh? No, not really. You know, I think probably the biggest potentially embarrassing thing, I guess, that happened while I was drinking was the time I was in the midst of committing insurance fraud. Uh, for a car accident I had while I was drinking. And the detective said, hey, before you go any further, let me tell you what I know. Yeah. And I turned and looked at my wife and said, hey, baby, you might want to go, go inside the house. <laughs> and so she did. And, and and we got everything straightened out. I pulled the police report, didn't cancel the, the insurance thing. You know, I, I didn't file a... a fraudulent claim yeah I, I can tell you now when the detective says let me tell you what i know typically it's not good yeah they know a whole bunch of shit yes yeah. <laughs> yes they do question number 10 this is swap time it's your opportunity to ask jason and I any question you'd like and we have to answer oh shit i didn't give any thought in asking you questions i was trying to figure out what you were going to ask me gosh darn Not because I feel like now I gotta have a great question. <laughs> well, so, George's questions and, and, aren't great, so trust me. We're yeah, not, I'm, we're set, not I'm, I'm, set, I'm setting the bar here, okay? <laughs> well, I, I know, but see, I, I'm not judging you against me against your questions. I'm judging you against me. It's like playing golf, so, which I don't play. So, how about this? We'll come back to it. I'll give you a little time to think about it. Why? Why we continue on with the questions? Sounds good. All right. So we'll come back to that one. Question number eleven. How much money would we have to pay you to get pepper sprayed? Oh. Uh, I'm <laughs> 53 years old. I ain't getting fucking pepper sprayed. <laughs> what if I got pepper sprayed for charity? Then you get pepper sprayed for charity. <laughs> I, might, I might donate, but I'm not getting pepper sprayed for charity. You know, I think, I think I might have just stumbled onto something. Yeah. I think I think we might pepper spray Jason for charity. Oh, it'd have to be a good amount of money. <laughs> I, it sounds like frat games is what that sounds I, I like. Think, I think if we raised 150 bucks, no, for Toys for Tots, way think, more than that. I think I think I think I could pepper spray you. Yeah, way more than that. Oh, it's not that bad. I've been pepper sprayed so many times. All right, let's pepper spray you. I'll even set the bar higher. Uh, we get 250. I'll get pepper sprayed. No problem. Seriously? Yeah. I could raise 250 at work to watch you. <laughs> The paint crew at work would give me $250. So done. I've got it on tape. I, I, I will do that. I, I, I will I will man up and do that. I've been pepper sprayed so many times. All right. It's, uh, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. So I used to work at a jail, and the only right. weapon we ever had was pepper spray. And, and, and whenever we get into confrontations with the inmates and we pepper sprayed them, that shit would get all over my eyes and my face. Um and to carry the pepper spray every year, you had to get pepper sprayed. So it's, I mean, listen, it's been a while since I've been pepper sprayed. 
But yeah, I, I think I would do it for 250 especially if we're doing it for charity. And, and as I said this, Jason's like texting everybody he knows. Everybody. Right. Transport team alone is going to pitch in half of this. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. And Jack may give us the rest. He might. Uh, oh, this is, I, I don't know why I did that. Anyway, uh, question number 12. That's on video, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> George. So, question number, Jason. Pepper. Jason, you don't have to talk while you text. For charity. I'm going to throw, I gotta, hold on a second, I'm okay. going to throw something. We're good. All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Chef, don't judge. <laughs> Okay, but take I, your... I, I wouldn't eat it on my pizza. Okay, so that's a no. You know, that's a no. My, my wife likes it on her pizza, but I, I wouldn't... You know, I've had some collateral damage pineapple on my pizza. Now, it didn't make me throw out the rest of the pizza I was eating, but it, by no means was I seeking it out. Okay. You know, I think pizza is kind of like sex. There's great pizza... And then there's just all right pizza. You know, I'm not turning all right sex down. So <laughs> That's a fantastic analogy. I like that. Question number 14. Who is the craziest member of your family? Of my immediate family or my extended family? Wait, I've, I've got this. It's your wife. She likes pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Answer done. Uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go extended family because I, I feel like there's a very interesting story to be told. Well, currently it would be my son from my first marriage. You know, he's 30-ish, 32, I think, going to be this year. Uh, he plays bass for a band called Drift Mouth. Uh, they just released an album, Little Patch of Sky, shameless plug. I was going to say, um, dropping plugs. Where's our $5? <laughs> so, but he's sort of at that, he's at that stage in his life right now where I was. This is right about... He's a couple years older than I was when I met my wife that I have now. And so I was playing in a band and, and you know, pretty much being just a, a worthless member of society. And so, you know, he's got a job, but it's he's he works as a finished carpenter. And so he can take two weeks off and go tour with his band and things like that. So, you know, they were just playing in New York city and he loved it, but you know, he's kind of just doing that whole, I'm going to be a musician thing and kind of everything that leads goes along with, I'm just going to be a musician. So currently right now it'd probably, probably be him. Jason. Yeah. I, uh, craziest member of my family. Uh, I don't have a lot of members of family left, I guess. They only have a handful of family, like so. Are we can we talk my wife's side too? Or yeah. is, is that where we're going? Yeah. Wife's side, yeah, extended family. Ah, like my whole my wife's whole family is crazy. I love them. So so is mine. They're just crazy. I love them all. Yeah, my 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 wife's side of the family is is her uncles especially. Uh, they're just crazy. She's got a couple of bikers, um, couple just insane people. Uh, I'll leave it at that. There's probably some stories there, but I don't want to talk about her family. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. My, uh, my, my uncle who I've only met one time, Mike, uh, who lives in Columbia, I think right now, dude is straight up insane. Like he visited when I was young and my dad tells a story about he was, he was in town just for a little bit and my dad took him to Walmart. They were looking for something. I don't know what it was. Uh, dude just pulled out this full-on machete and was throwing his machete at shoeboxes just for 
for practice. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike with the machete from Columbia. Fantastic. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, machete. So question number 15. Where's the strangest place you've ever had sex? Strangest or best? Or is it both? Sometimes strange can be the best. Sky buckets you know, and bush gardens. Nice. I don't know about strange. I mean, you know, out in the woods, you know, I've never done it in an alley. I did it on the patio of my townhouse in Chicago. Uh, gosh. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess if I'm having sex, I don't really consider it strange. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, mine, I would say, was in a parking lot of a business that is down the road from where I live. I couldn't make it home. I couldn't wait. Um, question number 16. When you break down, how long do you wait until you accept the help from a stranger? Oh, I accept help right away. If, I, if my wife can't get there to help me, she's going to do my breaks this weekend. Wait a second. My work wife did uh, did my breaks for me. <laughs> your your wife's doing the breaks? Yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. Jason, you need to step your game up. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? My wife. You know what, though? I will trade sky buckets at Bush Gardens for breaks any day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she has a curiosity to know how to do that stuff, and her dad is very handy. And so he's taught her how to do that. And they're like, well, don't you want to learn? And I'm like, no, no, I'm perfectly fine. I've got plenty of other skills that I want to work to refine. Other things I want to learn. Breaks aren't one of them. Yeah, so I, I had my dad show me how to do the breaks because he was a mechanic for like 12 or 13 years or something like that, 14 years. I don't know. He was a mechanic for a long ass time. And... I got tired of paying out the ass to, to get the brakes done, so I finally had him show me, and it's actually super simple. Yeah, I, I got tired of it too. So that's I, what she tells me. I, I got tired of I got tired of paying out the ass for it too. So I had George's dad show him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, so this just in: we are halfway to our goal of two fifty. Are we? <laughs> Listen. I think we could raise more than two fifty, to be honest. So I, I say we keep it going to see how much we can get. Yeah, well, let's not set up. Listen, we hit two fifty; it'll be done. Unfortunately, I told two people that it was two fifty, and they got me halfway. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We'll raise as much as we can, and then we'll. Uh... So here's my here's my promise. I won't. We won't put this out. Like I, I mean, obviously the listeners are going to hear it, so you know it'll be put out, but. We're not going to like uh, – I'm not opening this up to listeners to, to pay the 250 This is strictly going to be offline local donation to get you get us a 250 and, uh But and why we'll stop go. at 250 If we can get, you know, $400, $500, Oh, listen, not? if we go over, that's fine. Yeah. I'm focusing on getting to the 250 because that's where you said we had to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, and we're halfway there. That's fine. All right, we're gonna we're gonna and, we're, and listen. If nobody else gives me another dollar, I will throw the in the other hundred and twenty, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go buy the pepper spray. That's fine. Uh, I was gonna say I could probably get some that's probably got higher uh, Scoville units, but that's who, okay. Who can we? Um, who? Uh, who are we gonna spray? Have spray you? You can do it. Let's get a local celebrity. Let's oh. find a local celebrity. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
We're going to circle back. Have you thought about a question for Jason and I, or are we just going to kill that question? Yeah, let's kill it. Okay, that'll work. He doesn't care enough about you to ask a question. This, this is true. Uh, can you name two yeah. things cats are good for? No. Uh, see, I can't name one. That's why I asked for two. I can. What? Nothing. Cats are good for nothing. That's not something they're good for. <laughs> uh, how many times a week do you lose your keys? I can't remember the last time I lost my keys. Wow. I'm jealous. I, I my put keys my keys in the same place every time. Me too, but I, I've, I've got, and you do too, but I was gonna say, I've got teenagers and they like to touch stuff, especially stuff that doesn't belong to them. And, right. that, and my shit always ends up being moved from where I needed it or from where I left it. And I'm like, why didn't you put it back? Oh, I forgot. Or I, I moved it over here and I, for, I hate kids. Um, <laughs> so I used to, uh, I used to lose my keys when I was younger. In fact, I can't get my dad to let me like live down the fact that I once left my keys in the Walmart like parking lot or something. Um, he'll tell that st- he tells every story like a million times, but he'll tell that story a million times and laughs at it every time like it's still going on. But like I've had the same set of keys probably for the last. I mean, I've had my truck since two thousand three, and I have never lost the first key they gave me. Like it's, uh, I've had that set of keys since two thousand three. Yeah. So well, I. I- now- Go ahead. Go ahead, Dennis. I say, I, I don't lose my keys, but a couple of years ago, on the way home from work, my wife asked me to go to Kroger's and get some groceries. And it, it was winter. And for whatever reason, it made me wonder if I'm getting early onset Alzheimer's or something. I go into Kroger's and I pick up the few things. Now, we have a rule. If she gets me any, if I have to get any more than three items, she needs to text me a list because that's my max. And as I'm walking out to my car, I start reaching for my keys. Now, I didn't lose my keys. So as I approached my car, it's running. I actually left my keys in my car with my car running while I went into the grocery store. I've done that once, actually. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't locked, was it? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no. No, car still there. It's just sitting there running, still there. I'm like, holy crap, what did I just do? Am I losing my mind? So she doesn't know that story. I was going to say, I was going to say, and she still doesn't know, does she? No, (laughs) I've done it once. And I actually, I told my wife that happened. Uh, I I have done that. The the other thing I've I've done lately is I'm listening to a podcast, right? I'm on my way to work and I I start looking around for my phone and I'm like, man, I can't find my phone. Did I leave my phone at the house? Like I'll start looking around the truck and it's, it's basically because like the little cubby in the center thing, like the phone slides all the way back and you can't see it. Yep. And, and I'm like, man, I left the fucking phone at the house. Where the fuck is my phone? And then it dawns on me for a second. Like, okay, how are you listening to a podcast if you don't have your phone, idiot? You didn't leave your phone at the house. Just calm down and look. Uh, that's fantastic. I, I, I do it all the time. I, I always think I lost, left my phone and then I'll find it where it was exactly where I left it. Um, question number 19. If you had to be in one TV series... And live your life the way they did. Which one would you choose? The Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones. Well, I'm going to choose Sons of Anarchy because I've never seen Game of Thrones. And I watched a couple seasons of Walking Dead. And I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm not keen on zombies. And as a youngster, I always felt like if I could have chosen any time to be alive... 
it would have been the roar in 20s because I would have loved to be a gangster. And out of the, those three, the, you know, the biker gangs seem the closest to that. So I'm going that route. Jason? Uh, so I haven't seen, like, I haven't watched any of those three shows at all. Like, zero episodes well, I of... Hi- I highly, highly recommend Sons of Anarchy. So... You can never get enough drugs and gun and gun gun shootouts and killing. So just can't get enough of it. Uh, so the zombie thing is out, and I've always said, you know, we've got these people that prep, right? They they do all this prep work, and you know they're worried about the power grid going down, or like war, or whatever, or like a, a nuclear winter, and or like an apocalypse, and you know. So we got preppers, and I've always said, like, if that's the situation we're all faced. With living in, go ahead and just fucking kill me, because yep. that that is not a country or a planet that I want to live on. Like, it just you know what? Like, I it's hot in Florida. I need air conditioning. So you're telling me now I gotta try and like fend off like thieves from grabbing my last can of spam uh, while suffering through the Florida heat? You know what? Just fucking end it, right? So so apocalypse like the zombie the zombie thing I I won't live through. Um. Sons of Anarchy just seems too dirty for me, like gross, right? So, uh, but I don't know. I like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking Game of Thrones because, like, if you're like low key nobody in Game of Thrones, you're just some peasant. You can go around living your life and just watch out for dragons, and you'd probably be okay. Yeah, I'm going with Sons of Anarchy as well. Uh, give me the biker. Give me the the the, the drugs, the guns, the drugs, the guns. I I don't want nothing to do with any zombie apocalypse. Like Jason said, no air conditioning, no no sure source of food. Uh, you know, I don't want nothing to do with that. Game of Thrones, I've never watched, so I I can't really attest to what it's like to to live for Game of Thrones. I guess if like Jason said, if you're just low key nobody, you know, you can kind of go about your business and whatnot. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. Unless unless you're the one controlling the dragons, yeah. Like I feel like if you can control the dragons, it's probably life is probably pretty good. Probably, like you know. But, but I, I'll take the Sons of Anarchy and, and, and the the gangster and whatnot. I, I agree with Dennis on that one. Uh last question is question number twenty. You can never eat one again: pizza, wings, or tacos. Wings. Oh, I. I, I don't mind wings, but honestly, I'm kind of lazy. And so having to work that hard to get a bite of food off of the bone there like that, you know, it's more effort than I like to put forth for food. So, you know, I'd probably, if I had to choose, if it wasn't wings and it was something else, let's say it was grilled chicken, you know, I'd probably go with pizza. You know, I love pizza, but, you know, so what? What if I replaced pizza makes me fat? What if I replaced wings with cheeseburgs? <sighs> makes it a little harder, doesn't it? And, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I probably, I probably would go. Well, I mean, any of them can provide you with quite a variety if you have any sensibility about how to cook. Yep. So I don't think you know. To me, I, I guess it's probably I'd be indifferent to the selection. So I, I'm a. I love chicken wings. That's one of my favorite foods, but I will definitely get rid of the chicken wings before the tacos and the pizza, just because of how much diversity you can have with the tacos and the pizza. I'm getting rid of tacos. The, the, the wings the wings aren't very 
you can't really diversify wings. They are what they are. You can use different sauces and whatnot, and I get yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, listen. But you can do so much with tacos. You can have soft tacos, crunchy tacos. You can make them burritos. You can make them enchiladas. Listen, you said tacos. A burrito is not they're, a taco. I can have... A burrito if I give is up, basically a soft if, taco. If I give up tacos, I'm still allowed to have burritos. Not nope, on the list. Nope. <laughs> I mean, basically, you're saying no Mexican food. Basically. Oh. No tacos. I'd still rather have wings. Fuck that. Uh, give me good old-fashioned American wings any give, day. Give me something I can diversify with. I, I, because I, I just, I'd rather diversify. I can, I can live without the wings. That's not a big deal to me. So anyway, those those are our 20 questions. Uh, although we only did 19 because, well, you didn't have any questions for us. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like I'm going to get pepper sprayed. Really looking forward to this. Congratulations. Yes. This was a great... Listen, fantastic turn of events here. (laughs) So Jason has been trying to get me to do something to hurt myself for the longest time. First, he wanted me to wax my tank. Which I I still feel should be on the table. It's not. It's it's not not even remotely close to being on the table. Which I agreed to do that, by the way. And And it doesn't hurt. So so I've read. (laughs) I don't know. And I'll probably never find out. What number uh, would we have to hit for you to wax your taint? There's no number. There was last year. We've Th- passed that number th- this that year. That was last year. <laughs> we have changed since last year. Yeah, we figured out how to raise money. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to come up with something to try to top uh, getting myself uh, pepper spray next year. Maybe we'll do a taser. Ooh. <laughs> but I think with the taser, I think it's we're going to tase Jason. No. For $1,000, would you get tasered? Nope. No? Nope. And I've been tasered three times. Okay. So $1,000, you can be number four. It's the quickest five seconds of my life. That's not what your wife says. I don't care what she says. That's what I said. That matters. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, and we just described George in bed very quickly there. Five seconds and what he only cares about himself. Listen, we've been married for 17 years. At this point, I don't care how long it is. <laughs> Your poor wife. I don't. She, 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 she knows better. She expects it. That doesn't so, make it better. Makes <laughs> it so I don't care as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Dennis, this is the part of the show where you plug yourself. So, plug myself. Uh, you can find me at on Fantasy Life app is Panhandles. I write the weekly Down and Dynasty column. I also write for DynastyNerds.com. I'm big into Dynasty football. That's why I tend to write about it. Uh, I'm contributor for the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. It's rolling out as we speak. Um, what else? On Twitter, I'm at Culture underscore Coach. I'm not sure if it's the lower level or if you search Down and Dynasty, I might pop up too. We'll see. It happens. I'm trying to get up to that 2,000 follower mark. I just passed a thousand. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Uh, but I, I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of a follower, so you know, I beg for follows all the time. So um, but that's where you can find me. I, you know, I love to interact with people. I love talking fantasy football. Um, and I love talking Weight Watchers. I just, I went on Weight Watchers a little while back. I've been on it before with my wife. Uh, but I didn't like all the stuff you had to do to figure out what you should eat. And well, now they come out with this app and I don't have to go to meetings. And so I'm down 32 pounds in about four months. Oh, that's fantastic. You didn't tell me that. We could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, you know, I've been fat for a long time. 
So have I. So is Jason. Hmm. <laughs> this really seems to be working for me in part because, you know, I, I tend to be, my philosophy when it comes to weight loss is one of restriction. You know what, if I don't bring a bag of Doritos in the house, I'm got, not going to eat a bag of Doritos. Yeah. So it was like that when I drank. If I brought if I bought a twelve pack and brought it home, I was gonna sit and drink twelve beers. And so I know that about myself, but I don't wanna punish the rest of the family because I'm gonna eat a whole bag of Doritos or something. And that's always led to conflicts. So now so when I would do things like high protein, no carb, things like that, it didn't work for the whole family. And, you know, I don't like to have, when we're cooking, I, I don't like to, you know, we're making this kid this meal and this kid this meal and the wife is eating this and I'm eating this and it becomes such a hassle. Well, when we started doing this, it really started to work. So, you know, I enjoy that. Hopefully there'll be less of me around if I, as I keep going. So <laughs> less of me around. I like that. So I think that's all my plugs right now. All right. Well, Dennis, uh, again, we want to thank you for, uh, for coming on the show tonight. It was an honor to have you on. Um, if you're not a follower of Dennis, I highly recommend you go ahead and follow him. He's actually one of the best followers that I have. He's always retweeting stuff. He's always engaging on Twitter. Um, give him a follow, like he said, at culture underscore coach. Uh, you can actually search down in dynasty FF and it will come up. Um, reach out to him on the fantasy life app. He, as he said, he's at panhandles. And uh, Dennis, we want to thank you for coming on. By the way, no man, problem. I, by the I way, really enjoyed it. We're in the same so. Sleeper Wire Pro Am League, me and you, and I'm taking you down this year. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was the Giving League. Yeah, uh, I was going to let you go with that and not call you out for me not being in the Sleeper Wire Pro Am. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely call him. No, out. it was the Sleeper Wire. And and honestly, uh, so let me take that back because I love my team minus one pick. We uh in the giving league in the giving league yeah yeah so I uh I was we did a George and I did a uh, a show during the giving league where we picked with Mike and uh we had we had Mike on and uh we just kind of talked about who was being drafted where and just like how the league came about and that kind of stuff so um we had just we were in third round and kind of just kind of feeling our way through the show and. You know, I was talking about who I was thinking about picking and looking at Stefan Diggs and then looking at Doug Baldwin and then kind of, you know, whatever. And the one minute got away from me and I ended up with uh, LaShawn McCoy. And what Jason, oh, congratulations. What Jason's <laughs> not telling you is he was actually telling Mike and I how much he was really looking forward to having LaShawn McCoy on his team. Oh, you'll hear, you'll hear how, you'll hear, you want to hear a moment of just, just some despair. Just a moment of despair, I think. LaShawn McCoy goes off the board, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, right. like, if I had Diggs there, I think I'd love my team. And now I'm just kind of, like, I'm so frustrated. No, it, it's it's yeah. exactly who he wanted. He was thrilled. Oh, so thrilled. <laughs> I don't know. I run hot and cold on McCoy. It's like, you know, my feelings, are, it's, it's like, who the hell else do they have? You know? and so listen, I, just... I own him in a couple spots, and it's like, well, you know. Let's see how it plays out. It's not like I can trade him for anything of value. And that's the thing. Like I'm, I, I desperately want to get rid of him and get something. But I think at this point, I'm just stuck having him. Which it's not awful, but you know, especially after I went running back, running back, I was looking to take the best wide receiver there available. And and you know, anyway, that didn't happen. 
So, uh, George, you want to? Uh, Dennis, thank you again for, for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you on. My pleasure. So welcome back. That was our interview with Dennis. Uh, George, tell them where they can find him again. I know he just plugged himself, but, you know, give, give him one more plug. I like to plug Dennis. So you can find him at culture underscore coach on Twitter. You can find him on the Fantasy Life app where he's at panhandles. If you can't find him on Twitter at underscore or at culture underscore coach, those underscores, ah, I don't know why people do that. Anyway, uh, search for down in dynasty FF. Um, all one word. Uh, it should pop right up. Give him a follow. Like I said, real good dude. Uh, he, he's very engaging on Twitter. Um, trying to grow his following. So help him out a little bit. And, uh, I get, there's only a couple things to talk about. We haven't talked about yet. Um, Florida primary day, go out and vote, you know? Well, by the time you're listening to this, yeah, it I know, won't but be the Florida primary I think day, the, so that's why I wasn't going to say nothing. I'm just saying, like, there's other primaries. In general. I, in I don't general. think we're, I don't think we're last. I don't know, though, because I don't really care about any other state right at this moment. But, uh, you know, if you haven't voted yet, go out and vote. Maybe do it twice. I don't know. I, I don't recommend that. That's <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know what I thought was really cool? Yeah. When I did go vote. Yep. They required my ID. And I told the lady, I said, you know, I, I really do appreciate you asking to see my ID. Yeah, I don't know if that's legal. I don't know that that's... Yeah, you don't have to give, like, a actual... So they took my ID card, and they swiped it through a machine. Yeah, and... they scanned mine, but I don't think it's a requirement in Florida, but I don't know what the law is. It, anyway. it should be a requirement anywhere you go. Uh, and we can talk about that some other time on Politics Talk. But, uh... But yeah, we so today was voting. I uh, my voting area is at an old folks home, so I was late to work. My, my <laughs> uh, people were just dying to get in there. Just uh, it was. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, good for them. There was a line, uh, but man, it was slow. That's uh, oh, it was slow. It was uh, just not good. Consider where where you were. It was an old folks home. So yeah, it moves kind of slow there. It was just, it was just no speed. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're just not in a hurry to go anywhere. No, they got something to do when they're happy. The the. <laughs> that they're doing it. That's it. <laughs> like they were just excited to be doing something, and, yeah. and they wanted it to last as long as possible. And I'm trying to get to work. Yeah, I texted my boss. Yeah. Hey, I'm voting. No, I. I uh, that's okay. Um, I went after work. Uh, literally walked in, gave him my ID. They scanned the ID. Excuse me. Gave me. Told me to go over to this other lady over here. They gave me the ballot. I went and voted. Easy process. I think. As a public service, I think everybody should go out and vote. Whether you vote one way or another, I'm not, I don't care which way you vote, but I think you should go out and vote. It's a, it's a constitutional right. It's one of the, the, the rights that most people in this world really don't have. And, and I think it, you should do your duty to vote. Even if it's, you don't like the candidates who are running, don't vote for the ones that you don't like. If there's two people running and you don't like either one, you're not required to vote for either one of them. Write somebody in. You can write care. somebody in, or pick the guy that lines up with what you're what you're most. Not even that. You could just not vote for either one. But there's other positions that you know you may care for that people you may like, so you can actually go out and vote for them. Yeah. Listen, nothing more important than voting. And if anybody tells you that like it's uh it's not that important or not. It doesn't affect your life. It's wrong. You're wrong. I mean, like <laughs> I, I, I hate the 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 terminology of it's just one vote. It doesn't matter. Every vote matters, and and you can look back to the 
election with George Bush to, to see that, where he won the state of Florida by 521 votes. Right. Even this, like, so even the presidential election, like 70,000 votes go a different way in th- in a, t- a total of 73 over three states. Not like 70 in each, but like a total of 70,000 votes in three states swing the other way and there's a different president. So that's not a huge number. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's it, really not. It, it sounds big, but if, if you and enough of your friends... 70,000 sounds like a lot. But then when you look at it and realize there's like over 330 million people in this country. Right. 70,000 is really not that 70,000 is nothing. Like, if enough of the people that said, there's, I only have one vote and, I'll, uh, and I won't use it. Uh, if, if, <laughs> if a tenth of those people went out and actually voted... You'd have a, you could have totally different elections. Um, I saw some crazy stat that like of, of the people that are 18 to 21, if just like 5% of those people that decide not to vote actually went out to vote, elections would be changed forever. Just 5% of that demographic. So like, it's, it's such a small amount to make a huge difference. Like no matter what side you want to win, like if you can influence a small percentage of the people on your side to go be active and vote, you can make a huge difference in your community. The whatever way you want to make that difference, so go do it. All right, so that is uh you know our public service announcement for the year. Um, if you want to catch us on uh on uh yeah, if you want to go to our website, it's BFTG Podcast at wait. If you want to go, <laughs> Jason. Get your shit together. If you want to go to our website, it's bftgpodcast.com. If you want to email us, it's bftgpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bftgpod. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, anywhere that uh, amazing podcasts are found. Ours is probably there too. Give, give us a subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Give us a, a quick little uh, review. We, we really do appreciate those. Um, I'm going to have to do something to get us some more reviews. Uh, we've got stuff. I've got like I've got a David Johnson football. I don't want to give it away, David Johnson football, for reviews. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll, we'll find something we'll, cheap. We're going to run a contest to get some reviews. We need more. So, we, got, we get a lot of listeners, but and it's really hard to get the listeners to, to go onto iTunes and leave a review, and I get that. And I'm guilty of it myself. There's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that I have not left reviews for. And here I am telling you, it just takes two seconds, takes two minutes. Go ahead and do it. Um, so I need to be better at it myself. I need to practice more of what I'm preaching. But with that being said, I'm going to be a hypocrite and ask you to go to to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, leave us a, a, a quick little review, whether you like it. Uh, tell us how funny we are. Tell us what you like about the show. If you don't like the show, don't don't leave us a review. We don't. That's fine. Yeah, if you don't like the show, be one of those uninterested listeners. With that said, thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.
In the face. In the face.